powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. This is Tony Richards, and welcome to the program where I will not be appearing on Will Smith's new YouTube show, The Best Shape of Your Life. Today on the program, my focus is going to be profitability in your company. Some people have it, others don't. And if you don't have it for a while, you won't be around very long. And uh, I'm going to dive into that subject in two segments today. The whole show is going to be dedicated to profitability. It's all coming up today on Better Than Before, sponsored by University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Because adventure still needs chasing, we gave the newly redesigned 2021 Subaru Crosstrek a more powerful engine. Plus, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for six years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Test drive one of these today and you could drive one home tonight. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards. And today, the whole focus on the Better Than Before program is business and profitability. It's one of the 27 or 28 challenges that we've really identified for businesses in our practice. When we're engaged to help a business, we look at what are the biggest challenges and Sometimes the CEO or the business owner, leader, whatever, will have a unique challenge that maybe doesn't fit into our list. But most of the time, we have identified the 30 or so biggest challenges that most businesses are facing. And in those 30 challenges, uh, they are faced at different times, typically based on the growth of the business. Uh, the amount of revenue that it generates, and the amount of employees it takes to actually service the business and service the customers of the business. And today, one of those challenges is profitability. And inside the subject of profitability, the challenge really is if you have inadequate profits to successfully operate as a business. 
And this is going to be a super simple approach today, right? I mean, there are all kinds of complex ways to look at profitability. And we're not going to talk about EBITDA. We're not going to talk about cash flow. We're not going to talk about um, those things, although they are important to recognize, to learn, and to know about. We're just going to talk about the two critical activities that this business whatever business it is, has to focus on in order to create a sustainable business model. And that is one of those critical activities is increase the profits and decrease the costs. So in the most simple terms possible, profit is the act of bringing in more money than you spend. And what's left over is considered profit. Costs are, of course, all the funds needed to operate the business. Now, a business has to focus on gross profits and net profits, and each one requires a consistent and well-thought-out strategy. If you want to calculate your gross profits, you simply calculate total sales and revenue minus the cost of goods, also can be known in some companies as a cost of sales. Cost of goods, also designated by the capital letters COGS, is the sum of all the costs it takes to get a product or service from manufacturing to sold to a customer. Cost of goods is made up of direct labor, which are the labor costs that go into producing the product or service, direct materials, the materials that go into producing a product or a service, and the allocated overhead, which is a portion of the overhead costs that can be directly linked to a product or service. For example, simple example, the cost of goods sold for an automaker would be the material costs for the parts that go into making the car, along with the labor costs that they need to put the car together. The cost of sending the car to the dealership and the cost of the labor used to sell the car would be excluded, not, not in the COGS, the cost of goods sold. Here's the problem. If you miscalculate your cost of goods, the problem is you might underprice or quite possibly you could overprice your product or your service. And this will leave you vulnerable for competitors to steal market share from you by getting customers because you've mispriced the product or service in your sandbox. Net profit is calculated by subtracting administrative and overhead expenses such as marketing, expenses, rent, utilities, insurance, salaries, uh, benefits, things like that from your gross profits. Now, once your company begins to understand the gross and net profit, you can start making better decisions. Ignoring the basics that drive profits into a company is the primary reason businesses fail and they go out of business because they get cash starved cash in a business or profits, let's say cash is the oxygen that causes the company to breathe, right? So if you don't breathe, you're dead. Well, cash is the oxygen that is required to breathe. Blood can also be used as an analogy, right? Blood is like to the body, what cash is to a company. If you bleed out, you're going to die. Well, if, if cash escapes from your purview, your control, uh, or your management, the company's going to die. So that's why it's so important that organizations are disciplined in their approach to generating profits 
And it's, it's really good when every employee you have has a basic understanding of how their seat on the bus or how their job, the work they come in to do every day in the company helps the company make and keep money. This means that companies must continually evaluate the price, the volume, and the costs as it relates to their cost of goods. And they also need to be continually evaluating how to reduce or cut their overhead expenses. The company has to understand the reasons behind why the price of their product is what it is or why the cost of their service is what it is and if they are price competitive in the marketplace. Uh, it's also helpful if your company has worked out its value proposition. So what is the customer getting in addition to the product or service in exchange for the cash they're giving you? Value is above the price that someone receives, right? Price is what you pay, but value is what you get. And when you can articulate the value, that's called a value proposition. And so it's important to have that worked out as well. And so there's always going to be a need to focus on maximizing the profit margin for the product or service that you are supplying to the market. Now, there are other organizations out there that believe that their current profit margin rate is sufficient to grow their company. And oftentimes this faith that business as usual will be enough. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. We'll just get more customers. Uh, and that's going to lead to uh, growth is sometimes what's called fool's gold or folly. You're going in a direction that isn't really going to work out the way you think it's going to work out because you have to strategically be analyzing the current situation as well as projecting out what you think the profit rate is going to be and how the profitability of the company is going to grow along with customer count and along with costs. And you need to compare those with your business plan for the next three years, at least three years at a minimum and probably five to seven years as a maximum, because we just can't put together 10, 15 and 20 year plans anymore. The marketplace is just changing too rapidly for us to be able to, I mean, can you imagine a business plan that projects out 10 years? Well, year six through 10 may be completely out of sync with what's going on in the marketplace because in five years, things could have completely changed to a point where your competition's different. The need for the product or service has changed. You had to innovate, you had to change. So three years at the minimum, five years at the maximum, I would say, so that you're prepared for all the financial investments that are coming up and your capital expenses and things of that nature. So I've got some questions that kind of go along with this and I want to throw these out and then we'll take a break and I'll, I'll come back and give you some more thoughts on profitability. But some of the questions that I would ask, where does the company make the most money? So if you offer certain services, there is going to be one or two services that probably dominate your service provision that you're making for customers. If you have uh, a product, several products, there's probably going to be one or two or three of them that are going to be core that's going to help you make the most money. And the others are going to be sort of supplements to that. What's the profit plan, otherwise known as a budget, right? And why do you have it laid out the way you do? What's your thinking behind it? 
because when you project out things like this, especially beyond one year, you're going to make certain assumptions also called projections. Wall Street calls it guidance, right? And so those, that's exactly what it is. It's an assumption. It's not based on anything other than trends, uh, feeling, uh, maybe some research that you've done, but it's not necessarily a fact. It's a projection. And so proving that out and having as much research and facts behind it as possible is going to serve you well in the long term. Has the company identified how it's going to make money? And what is the profit design strategy? So you've set this budget out as a projection. Well, what is what are the activities and strategies behind making that budget an actual reality? How competitive are your prices? And I'll, I'll just throw this in. The better you have, a, the better your brand is, the stronger your brand is then price becomes more and more irrelevant. If a hat at a sporting goods store, let's just say there's a hat at a sporting goods store. It's just a blank hat. That hat is going to sell for so many dollars and cents. If that hat has a Nike swoosh on it, it's going to sell for considerably higher than the hat with nothing on it. That's just a Let's say it's a blue hat or a red hat or a yellow hat or just a plain old white hat, but has nothing on it. It has a price point. A Nike hat or an Under Armour hat has a price point that's considerably higher than the blank hat. And what you're paying for is the power of that brand because they are charging you to be affiliated with the brand. You're buying it because you want to walk around and be affiliated with that brand. It's almost like being in a club. You want people to know, hey, I wear Nike. I'm in the Nike club, and you paid for it. That's what I'm saying. The stronger the brand, the less relevant the price really is. You can, you can increase your price along with the strength of the brand. And it's also good to know your competitor's brand and how strong it is, and where it might have a weakness or an opening that you could exploit. How do you know if your pricing structure is effective? That's a question to consider. The way we've got our prices structured based on the services or products or both, is this the most effective pricing structure that we could have? How often do you evaluate the pricing structure? How often do you evaluate the strength of your brands and your products and the brands and your uh, services and the brand of your overall umbrella brand of your company? So those are just some questions that I would be asking if I were the business leader and I was looking at profitability. I'll have some more thoughts on this important subject coming up next on Better Than Before. Because adventure still needs chasing, we gave the newly redesigned 2021 Subaru Crosstrek a more powerful engine. Plus, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru is the most trusted brand for six years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love, it's what makes Subaru, Subaru. Test drive one of these today and you could drive one home tonight. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. 
See dealer for details. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards, and today on the podcast, our theme is, our subject is, our point of discussion today is profitability. And according to the E-Myth website, only 42% of businesses surveyed had a written description of the desired future state of the business. Can you believe that? Somebody wrote a plan down. Only 42%, that means 4.2 out of 10 businesses had a written plan about how they were going to grow their business, how they were going to price their products and services. And what's great about this is those 4.2 businesses that had a written plan grew 50% faster than their peers. They were more optimistic about the future And guess what? They were 30% larger and their leaders took home 25% more in compensation. That'll get you motivated. Business leaders that use their balance sheets and income statements to make decisions earned 60% more than their peer group and their businesses were 45% larger. So what is this telling us? You need a written plan. You need a sound strategy. You need to pay attention to your balance sheet, your income statement, if you plan to scale your business. And if you do, you increase your chances of success and decrease the risk of failure by a fairly large margin. Now listen to this statistic. Business leaders that tracked business metrics at least monthly earned 60% more than their peers and their businesses were 80% larger. So having KPIs, key performance indicators of important business metrics and tracking them at least monthly, the last company I was involved in and ran, we did it weekly. But these people did it monthly and they earned 60% more than their peers and their businesses were 80% larger. Do you think this might be a key to scaling your business? I would say definitely yes. Having a plan and a budget for this year, next year, and the year after is extremely important. Now, also, we know plans and budgets have to be fluid and dynamic to change with business conditions. Nobody knew we were going to have a pandemic. Nobody knew COVID was going to affect business the way it did. I mean, business conditions change, right? But the process that ties the high-level vision of the business leader or leaders and their objectives to 
the execution of the details is what will allow the business leader's vision to be captured by the manager and executed by the technical staff. And also it needs to be revised on an ongoing basis. You know, with a lot of our clients, we do 13 weeks. We do a, a day long retreat. Some clients do a two day long retreat. Then they leave that retreat to execute for 13 weeks, a 90 day period, a quarter. We have another retreat. We review the last 13 weeks. What went right? What should be celebrated? What went wrong? What needs to be fixed? Where are we ahead? Where are we on track? Where are we behind? Then let's go another 13 weeks. Then let's stop down. Let's reevaluate. Let's plan. Right? So having that plan and budget for this, these, these ongoing things is, is so, so important. Simply driving a lot of revenue into a business doesn't, is not, that's not going to guarantee you any success because too often organizations believe that if they focus on the top line revenue growth, then they have a plan and they don't have a solid understanding of how much money it's going to take to keep the doors open, to keep the lights on, to keep people employed, uh, to get the product or service out to the customer, uh, to respond to customer requests, all of those things. And they don't know how much money it's going to take to produce the product or service. And when that happens, you go out of business. You don't produce the profitability you need. The blood doesn't get to the body and throughout the body and circulate the way it's supposed to. And the body dies. It checks out, right? Profits are absolutely necessary for any company to grow. Profits are necessary for any company to grow. Nonprofit is just a designation for the government. It isn't a reality. Nonprofit reality is out of business. So successful companies recognize the importance of creating a profit plan, again, otherwise known as budget, a 12-month view of the company's core competencies. So what are core competencies? These are the skill sets the company is very proficient in doing. Not activities, skills, competencies. And from those core competencies, that is how they derive revenue and monthly projections of revenue and cost of goods and other expenses. Have I convinced you profitability is important yet? So if you don't have a profit plan and a budget and a projection, the company's like a pilot who may know what city he wants to go to, or maybe even what direction he wants to fly once he takes off from the airport but he doesn't have any idea what his altitude is or how fast he's flying uh, into that 14,000 foot mountain that just over the hill there. If you understand cost of goods and how much gross profit is made on each product or service, then you can evaluate where to put your resources. Good decisions on where to allocate limited resources can be made. And a lot of times, especially in the early days, let's say you're a startup, the resources are very limited. So the allocation has to be right. Every bit of resource has to be allocated in the right spots to allow that company to have a chance to scale itself 
and to grow. Price points can rise or fall. They can stay ahead of competitors. You can take an aggressive view on cutting costs, and you can not only survive in tough times, but you can actually thrive. I mean, we we just came out of this uh, pandemic, and yes, there was the PPP plan that gave us some government aid. We can't rely on the fact that that's always going to be there or even that it's there at all. We have to run our businesses as smartly, effectively, and efficiently as we possibly can. It's tough out there. The marketplace is a tough place. It's always changing. It's always evolving. It's always moving and shifting. And we got to make those moves and shifts with it. And not only that, we need all our employees to understand how their job impacts the company's ability to make money. Because those employees see the value they bring to the organization. They know their job means something. They have meaning and purpose to their employment because they feel valued and they become engaged, even more engaged. And that means productivity, performance, and profitability are all going to be better. And everybody from the top to the middle to the bottom, everybody's important and everybody comes out a winner. And that's pretty much what I got to say to you today on, uh, on the profitability. You can uh, come over to my Facebook. Uh, we've got a Facebook Clear Vision Development Group Facebook page, uh, we, and it's absolutely free to join. We've got a Facebook page, Tony Richards, Speaker, Author, Coach. That's free to join. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tony Richards 4 and uh, better than before, of course, we we come out every Tuesday, sometimes on Wednesday, every single week. And I have the best guests in the world. And I'll have a guest again here uh, next week. We got great sponsors, too. And Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. Homegrown and proud of it. Till we meet again next week, I'm your host, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.